Are you okay for that? Yeah, yeah, no, no problems on top. Yeah. Perfect, okay, that's it. Tristan, you ready? Clap is interesting. <coughs> yeah. Welcome again to another episode of uh, of Rec Talk. Today we have Paul Cooney from Zodec. Paul, how are you doing? Hi, good morning, yeah, very well. Good to be here, thank you. Good, good, good Thanks to be back uh, here. Thanks for making the journey. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a couple of months now since you've been back here with us. It has, yeah, yeah, just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, the set's improved since I was last here, so <laughs> yeah. very impressive. We keep meaning to have that game of pool, don't we? We do, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to happen. Although, me and you've been playing a lot of pool recently, haven't we? We have, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, our, that's our kind of like, right, we need to strategize. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause we were talking to uh, we were talking to a few people, and, and, and a lot of people that have businesses, especially like in the early stages of business, they don't, especially if they've got business partners, they don't take a step away and have like board meetings. And board meetings doesn't have to be like round the table and let's talk about this. And that's it's more just, I've got this idea or I've got, this is what I think we should do. And and that's what we've done. Well, that's where like, we? the, the, the whole concept of the podcast came from. Yeah. It was just down here going like, right, okay, why don't we try this? Why don't we do that? Why don't, well, this could help, you know, push rec tools. This could help us get in front of a lot of the, the vendors in the, in the, the, the kind of recruitment world. And actually when we can kind of get their thoughts on what we're doing with rec tools and what they want to see and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. yeah um, yeah, we've been spending a lot of time playing pool yeah. recently. So actually we're getting pretty good, I think. <laughs> we do have a pool table in our Manchester office, so next time you're in Manchester, you have to go yeah, and have a yeah, game. We'll so what gets yeah. discussed around the pool table as well, yeah, I have to we'll say. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of uh, a lot of guests who can't make the journey down to Cough for a number of reasons, and a lot of them are based up in Manchester. Mate, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're, thinking, <laughs> we're thinking next series might be Rectals on the Road, where yeah. we just go out and... Kind of meet as many people as we can, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll take you up on that. Well, you've got sure. Chester and Manchester for us, so no problems. Yeah, yeah. be delighted Happy to host you. Is it, so you got two offices then? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, who gets to be in the office with you then? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 we're still, we're, yeah, we're, we're still be working flexibly, getting the job done, so people are um, sort of uh, free to come and go as they want to, yeah, and it's been it's worked quite well. We've carried on what sort of come out of COVID really, and it's um, it's worked well for us. How did how how was the invoice financing board? impacted by covid yeah i think um i think a lot of sectors clearly were impacted by by covid um i think recruitment was less so um in our in our business we saw um less of a decline because of the sectors that we that we were supporting so things like parcel delivery things like logistics healthcare medical yeah yeah the key key workers they they, they were less affected the key workers we didn't have a lot of exposure in um, sort of construction and retail, for example, where the hospitality, where those sectors shut down. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so it did vary from from business to business. I think in terms of the impact. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you you would have had to then pivot or or certainly kind of strategize by by way of kind of managing that. Then yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think like most businesses in the April and May of 2020, I think we sort of looked there and thought, what's going to happen? Nobody yeah. qu- quite knew what was going to happen. Well, we, we I mean, when when, when it started happening so we'd we'd ended up um in 2020 uh it was still me and knitting in mm-hmm. uh, in sort of like december not 2019 and we'd done a half year account so we were like fucking hell actually we're doing really well <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we were genuinely surprised like, yeah. fucking hell yeah we're doing this we, yeah. we actually might be pretty good at this <laughs> so then we ended up um we ended up in like the new year deciding right let's let's kind of bring in our first our, our first hire um hired somebody towards the back end of of feb and then in march we were in lockdown yeah, and it was like shit. Okay, mm. and then I mean, we just were pale on the face, thinking, "What do we do? What do we do?" And I think that was the thing. Most well, we had all our temps yeah. finished, all the perm jobs got pulled, and we like, sat there, and we'd just taken on a uh, a second office. Yeah. So we were we were in 
um, this this service like just office. across the, yeah service offices. But we were literally just in a built in a room across the the room from our old office, and in the old office, then we'd sort of set up into like a um, like a yeah, yeah like like a, a real kind of relaxed vibe where we're doing one to ones, client yeah. meetings, that kind of thing. It was really like yeah, this is great. And we're like shit, we've just taken on two office spaces and a member of staff, and now all our revenue is just gone. Yeah, overnight, and we're like. Uh, do you remember? We, we <laughs> I remember it was like January time. We, we were shooting Paul and like strategizing. That's what we were doing. Strategizing in our board meeting. In our board meeting. <laughs> and um, and I was like, I remember going like, Sean was like, Yeah, have you heard this thing in China? Like this COVID thing. And I was just like, Nah, that's not going to impact us. That's a fucking Chinese problem. That's like, what's the, what's the worst that will happen? Yeah, a few people will get sick like bird flu, and then like. Bam. Yeah, well, I remember I'd been down to Bristol. Uh, we'd, I'd flown down, actually, with a, with a colleague. Uh, it's, it's, just, it, flown down. No, it's easy. It's, <laughs> like, it's like 60 quid to fly, and it was like 300 on a train or whatever. So we, we just flew down to Bristol. On the way down, um, we was actually saying just it feels like everybody's flying out there. It felt like it, the, the mm. economy was really yeah, good. Yeah, things were booming. Yeah, things going really well, yeah. We come out in 2019, and we, we were really bullish about the way things were. And um, flew down on. We, we, we flew back that afternoon. And um, I remember it's the twenty third. Um, it, sorry, it was the twentieth of February. Uh, so it was just before we started mm. to hear about mm. it, and uh, there was these guys coughing on the plane, and uh, I got it uh, before you? it was a th- before it was a proper thing. Yeah, uh, it was the twentieth of Feb, and then I went to my dad's house. It was his birthday on the twenty third of February, and I remember just sat in my dad's house thinking, "No, what's going on?" And in, in hindsight, that's what it was. It was cold. So, so I had it in the December nineteenth. Yeah, so um, it was before it was like even December a thing. 19. Yeah, December wow. nineteenth. So, um, end up going into hospital. Um, my vitals were dropping. I've got a kidney condition anyway, mm. but they were like, right, you are literally like your body's shutting down, and we can't figure out why. And I'm sort of lying there like, just help me. Yeah. Like, and th- uh, it was things like three or four nights in hospital, literally the week before Christmas, and it was really touch and go. Um, and then sort of yeah, okay, recovered, blah blah blah. And I remember it was about. I think it was like April or May time. The weather was nice. That's what I remember. We were in lockdown and I had a call from my kidney consultant and he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'll catch him up. He's like, um, do you mind coming in for some tests and stuff? And I was like, well, I'd rather not because like, yeah, the whole world's on lockdown and I was still believing that like, you know, this zombie disease was out there. And I was like, fuck, no, I'd rather not. Why? And he was like, well, we've got you down as a list of potential 50 um, patients that may have been infected with COVID before we realised that it was actually in the UK. Oh, right, yeah. Um, because of all your symptoms and stuff like that. And we are like, we, you know, we really, really want to kind of run some tests and stuff. And I was just like, no, I'm mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, I knew you were special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, special. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. Lauren, when, um, do you remember? It was, I think it was that November. So you may have even caught it from Lauren, actually, because Lauren had it in November. I got, I got it from James. I know I got it from James. My mate was working in London at the time, Central, and he's on the trains back and forth all the time. Mm. And I, I explicitly remember, like, two weeks before I got ill, he was, like, horrendously ill and was like, no, nah, but I'm not missing our Friday night. Oh, we'll come out. And he come out, and I remember driving him home, and he was coughing and spluttering everywhere. And I'm thinking, mate, you need to sort yourself out. You look a mess. You see, yeah. <laughs> two, two, well, two weeks later, I'm in hospital nearly dead. I remember Lauren woke up. It was like the middle of the night, and she was just like, Sean, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And um, at the time, our, my daughter, she must have only been one. Hmm. So I was like, look, I can't, I can't, like, it's two o'clock. I'm not going to drag the kids out into, into A&E. So I was like, uh, luckily, my cousin lives a couple of doors down. So I was like, look, Drop her down to A and E, yeah, and I'll just like keep me posted. And she was on ventilators and like nebulizers and all that sort of stuff. And they just kept her in, and then they sent her back the next day. Mm. And they were like, "Look, you you might have pneumonia. Uh, we think it is pneumonia. Uh, 
take these like steroid tablets and all that sort of stuff. Following day, she was like, I still can't breathe. So we had to go back to the doctors again. Same thing on the nebulizer. And then after about three or four days, she'd recovered. And it was just like, wow, that was weird, wasn't it? But a couple of months later, it's like, oh, COVID. Yeah. And then it didn't make sense to us until probably like March, April yeah, time. Yeah, we were yeah. like, shit, you probably had COVID. Yeah. It did take the wind out of a lot of businesses in the UK, but there was a, there was a strange spin-off from COVID that we started to see uh, in the recruitment space in that... Um, a lot of recruiters went into furlough, put people at home. Yeah, Some yeah. recruiters, just given the nature of recruiters, felt they were a bit mistreated. Why should I go on furlough? I'm the top salesperson. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah, let, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me keep working. And what that did, that I think that drove a lot of people to think, well, I might start starting up on my own. Yeah. Do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. And we it saw changed the landscape. Yeah. Of, yeah. It's certainly in the recruitment industry. Yeah. Um, like the post-COVID world is so different mm. in things have come on leaps and bounds but yeah you're right absolutely the confidence level of some consultants going well, no I can fucking do this for myself yeah like I built these guys half a million quid last year I could if I could build a third of that for myself I'm pretty comfy I'm doing well did you, you see an upturn then in, in inquiries massive yeah so we've even if you look at the starts the industry starts I think there's 6,000 new recruitment agencies were, yeah, in yeah. 2019 there was 10,000 in 2021 yeah um and it's the old days of, um, you know, recruiter just putting hundreds of people into a warehouse. They weren't those types of businesses that were being set up. They were recruiters with in, in niche areas, maybe engineering, maybe yeah. IT, uh, maybe one or two customers, you know, yeah. sort of really um, not just putting bodies in places, actually a really consultative yeah. way of doing recruitment. And mm. they were the companies that, that kind of came out of COVID and have and have really kicked on from then, and we've we've really seen a benefit from that and seen seen the industry change, and we actually changed our strap line on our own website. Um, we we went from do it your way to now is the time, and we kind of we kind <laughs> yeah, of that's thought, good. yeah yeah capitalize yeah. on it, give people that kind of yeah. We'll sit, we'll, so you've gone back to do it your way as well, now? Yeah yeah, we're back to do it your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now yeah. it's back to your way. Yeah yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, give up. Yeah, so now is the time people, people have done it now, so now you do it your yeah. way. So, yeah. so did you, if you, what was the journey of like the people that were inquiring with you guys? Because I, I can tell you from experience when we set up, the concept of going to an invoice financing business directly without the back office support and the, uh, whether it was a, uh, what do they call it? They call it the, um, not umbilical cord, what's the incubator? The incubator, yeah. So rather than having that, yeah, well, it's just like it's baby related, isn't it? But yeah, rather than yeah. having that kind of like recruitment incubator model or the investor model, yes, there was obviously always this option to, to go to businesses like Zodek and like kind of invoice financing specialists in the recruitment space and then go, right, let's do this. Yeah. What journey did you find that your customers had been on? Were these already established agencies coming and moving and bringing it in house? Were these brand new inquiries, people that were like, look, I've been an employee my whole life and now I want to do it myself. What? Yeah, I mean, the majority of business we saw was was new starts. Uh, people wanting to give it a go, go on their own. Uh, it's interesting you're coming out of a bigger recruitment company to do it yourself. Um, some recruiters get a bit of a shock that actually I'm no longer yeah, yeah. just a recruiter. I'm part accountant. I'm part legal I'm person. I'm, I'm, so, I'm a marketer. Yeah, everything. I'm a, yeah, yeah. Um, Other um, than HR. Fuck HR. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't say that, Paul, because you've just yeah. bought a new HR team. No, no, absolutely, yeah. We've got a wonderful HR team, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, we try and sneak in the words fuck HR in every podcast. Yeah, right, okay. Fair <laughs> but actually, people wanting that support and then having that realisation that actually there's loads of things I need to do here yeah. with my new recruitment business. And there are some really good incubator firms that will help you get a website and your insurances and everything else. And But some people can do that on their own and know people who can do that. And um, that's where we 
sort of ended up finding uh, people who wanted to use us and, and sort okay. of Okay, so, so the majority of the, these inquiries were then just people going, no, 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 new startup, rather than migrating from that incubator model or the investor model. Yeah. Well, you can't really migrate from an investor model, can you? Once you're in, you're in. You're in, yeah. Yeah, no, we still get, we, the, the industry still has movement in the industry, people moving mm. around from different setups to jet more general uh, setups like ourselves. But um, no, I think we had uh, a pre- predominantly, what we tried to do was back some really good recruiters who we knew that they could do the job and really support them on their journey. And so who's sense checking that though? Are you meeting them? Because I know when we, we moved to, to, to Zodek and... Um, like we met with you, we were yeah. like you know, which was that was a nice little touch. It was like, oh, okay, the MD wants to meet with us. That's pretty cool. Like, like, you yeah, to give the shit sort of thing. Um, so, are you doing that with every single person that you're onboarding? Are you are you selective with who you're sitting down with and actually getting face on with? Yeah, so we're quite selective. Um, certainly during COVID, it was all teams, uh, yeah, teams yeah, calls. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're we're quite selective. Uh, we're we're really interested in the person. Um, you know, we're really interested in backing people that we think are going to make a go of it. Um, new starts are often a loss leader for us and our, our competitors in the early days of a, yeah, of a new start yeah, company. Yeah. But we're looking longer term to try and try and support people. Really, be honest. How many times do you reject them and go, this 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 person ain't got it? Um, for us, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. We've got our... We'll, just, we'll take anyone. <laughs> we'll, we, they're we'll, stupid enough to sign up. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got our existing clients to, to no, yeah, you know, yeah. consider as well. Of course. Um, you know, some people just... No, you, what I'm saying is you must see it. You must sit down with somebody sometimes and just think, Yeah, this is not the route for you, my friend. I, listen, yeah. I've, back all the way through my career, you know, I've sat with people and... People have said, "What are you asking me that for? Why are you asking me that? Why do you need to know that? What do you want me addressed for?" So uh, all of us, you know, you're, you're putting the crosses in the box, kind of thing, you know. So um, some people just don't understand the reason why yeah. uh, you ask certain the questions. Full disclosure piece. Yeah. You've, you've been kind of involved in this game for for a while, now, haven't you? Yeah. Before Zodak, you were what was it close? Yeah, no, I was uh, Shawbrook. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, well, yeah, yeah and uh, an ABN. So I'm a I'm very much a one trick pony in terms of. Um, my career this is all I've ever done really mm. um, so like most of us we started at the bank and then sort of built our careers up through there and seen lots and lots of businesses over the years lots of interesting people uh, lots and lots of scenarios I've got a few grey hairs along the way <laughs> um, you know at the end of the day you're lending money so you get some interesting situations that arise when you do mm-hmm. that But so now is a really interesting time though right because yeah. I mean the, the, through the lack of better choice of words I suppose the economy's fucked like you know, things aren't looking great. Things are very difficult out there for a lot of businesses. Um, how are you guys finding that? And kind of what's your what's your insight to the kind of financially speaking and economically speaking? What, what, where, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a year, two years, three year recession? Are we looking at kind of, you know, a worse situation than what we're in now? Yeah, our, our, our over, I'm oh, sorry, our open view is... Um that the uh, risk of recession is not as great as maybe we thought a year ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, there was a, a you know an impending a, glut yeah. of problems which hasn't hasn't really arisen um, as widely as everybody expected. The base rate has clearly risen, but again, has, didn't quite rise uh, or hasn't qu- quite risen yet in the way that people <coughs> thought it might have done. In, Halfway through last year, figure base, base rates at one point. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not about going back to like the, the late 90s. Sort of. Yeah, mm. and, you, and you see government getting a surplus of cash in January, five billion quid. That's tax return money, you know. So mm. people are making money out there as well. So, and I think 
some of the issues are in pockets across the country rather than everything is doom and gloom. Mm, mm. Um, one area we've uh, focused on, I think our whole market really is focused on, is is trying to keep people safe. So having the right cover in place, not over-trading, making mm. sure you understand your customer, making sure your terms are clear with your customers. We have uh, bad debt protection across all of our customers with our clients. And we just try and make sure people don't over-trade. So if the worst does happen... Um, then we're keeping people safe. Yeah. It's, it's it's not a disaster if. Um, well, that's one of the biggest risks, isn't it? O- yeah. o- over trading and overexposure to to kind of a a limited client base. They, they seem to be two of the biggest reasons why, certainly in recruitment, why people seem to to fail. Yeah, that's because um, it's, run it's, out of cash because they're waiting for it to come in, and at the same time, spending it completely yeah. over overexposed on the other side. Yeah, but that's it's, it's salespeople, isn't it? Like, recruiters, they're, they're salespeople. So for them, if if they've got finance saying no no you can't trade with them it's like well you're stopping me from trading you're stopping me from yeah, from, yeah. from making more money it's like yeah. actually mate if if they don't well, we pay, spend our, we, we spend our commission before we even got it right yeah. Yeah. as, as, as mr Dunnay says yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like sales people are just a fantastic breed they but this is it. and they look at yeah. it as like oh wait, you're, you're you're stopping me from trading now it's like well no we're not stopping you trading what we're actually doing is stopping you from going under yeah on the basis that these guys ain't paying so if they're not paying they're not a customer they're, yeah you're a charity for all those purposes <laughs> yeah well there's two things there one is um i think i've learned over my career that the british are very good at entrepreneurship no matter what troubles and issues are put in our way we're very good at entrepreneurship and very good at finding a way through i think when you drill that down into recruitment which is a sector i've loved for many years and worked in many years recruiters are even the entrepreneurs of the entrepreneurs if you like and they are glass half full we work in an industry where people want to do really well mm-hmm. and uh, so i love that i love that aspect of recruitment so whilst there might be some doom and gloom out there in the economy and in certain sectors clearly um recruiters will find a way to find the positive mm-hmm. um and try and trade forward <laughs> through it i mean if you look at it the, the, the industry itself is like what 40 billion a year or something stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's not that's not an industry that that is going to go away anytime soon. I mean, it talk about it all the time. There's so many different, especially with like rectals and stuff. We see a lot of like automation and a lot of like this is a job board that you don't need with without uh, you can use without recruiters and a lot of it is trying to phase out recruitment agencies and recruitment consultants. Yeah. Even internal recruitment in in itself, that that entire concept was well, why are we going to an agency paying them five, six, ten, twenty thousand pounds at a time for for fees when we just bring that that, that team in house? Yes. And and recruit the people ourselves. Mm-hmm. But none of it works. Yeah. Because at the centre of all of it is is the agencies, right? That They're the ones who have got access to the network. They're the ones that have got access to the the skill sets and the, the, the knowledge within the market. Yeah. So we we kind of place ourselves in the centre of a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if you look at the, the different sectors as well, I mean, we, we specialise in finance for a long period of time. So we always had direct access to finance directors and CFOs and finance controllers and all yeah. that sort of stuff, who generally speaking are the centre of every business anyway, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pressuring holders, and pressuring holders. Yeah, and you you get a lot of business acumen and a lot. Of, well, certainly my business acumen and commercial acumen has gone massively just talking to accountants and finance people. How have you had to adjust? Have you seen a change in how people want to recruit <laughs> and what type of people people want to recruit? Funny enough, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm. So, um, traditionally, it would always be a case of you'd you'd uh, be your client um, and you pop a call and be like, "Hey, look, it's such and such from this, and this is what we're doing." Blah blah blah. You go through your sales pitch. And then you end up getting a meeting with a client. And then once you've had the meeting, you that, that then transitions into, okay, this has now gone from a possibility to there's there's something here. Because yeah. a client wouldn't waste their time in, in giving you an hour, hour and a half or whatever in a meeting if they're not interested. Mm-hmm. Which would then turn into you pick up jobs and then you convert that into, into business. Um, and we were kind of back and forth with the different sectors because we've got Tempware, which is our, our industrial engineering brand. 
where I think that process still exists and it has to still exist. Whereas on finance and IT, we were talking about, well, rather than having client meetings where we're going out to Birmingham or going out to um, Northampton or wherever, spending an hour, hour and a half to get there and back, is is the Teams call method the way forward now? Do we do those discovery calls on Teams, yeah. understand that first, then go out and see Because that's normal for people, mm. right? And yeah. also then you're, not, you're no longer geographically bound. So there used to be a time where, as an agency like ours, we'd be like, right, okay, we've got a, an office in Coventry that services the Midlands region, maybe as far as Northampton well, because we can get there and back in the same day. Um, but if we wanted to break into Manchester, for example, where there's a big tech presence, we would genuinely have to look at, right, we need to look at an office yeah. and then hire somebody locally and put that person in and then look at travelling up there at least twice a week to be present with that person, you know, and, and really end up spreading yourself. And then the same again if you want to be in London, same again if you want to be in Scotland. And then a lot of pe- these businesses be like, oh, yeah, we've got 15 plan, offices throughout the UK and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And like, whereas now, we, 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 we were, so we were very early adopters of the online candidate registration. So we have our registration form online. Anybody, whether it's uh, whether we direct them to it or anybody land on the site, can go and register for work. They can upload their documents. They're all secure. It's all GDPR compliant. But it allows us to, rather than be like, okay, I need to meet you to register yeah. you as a candidate, gets rid of all that bollocks. Like we're in the, like, it's 2023 for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, yeah. Even our industrial stuff, I mean, like you've seen the sort of clients that, that, that we work with. And, and on that side, which is normally the, the kind of people traffic that comes in mm-hmm. through retail-based uh, recruitment, We've, we've managed to kind of bypass all of that because yeah. we just send um, candidates a link via WhatsApp or yeah. on, on email or Facebook and again, or whatever. The technology is out there. So you haven't got language barriers. You can, you know, a, a Google Chrome page can translate it into Romanian, Polish, Turkish, whatever kind of national that you're dealing with to help them <laughs> kind of go through that process smoothly. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we found that you know what's happened is, though, that I think, and this is, this is I've picked up on this recently, certainly doing the, the rectal stuff. People have had a very difficult Q1 because what's been happening is we've been servicing vacancies and servicing them well. Um, most agencies have, right? Uh, it became very much about, I don't care where the candidate comes from. I have an empty seat there. I need a bum on a seat, right? It's a, whether it's a developer, test engineer, a finance candidate or whatever, I'm not fussy about which agencies I use because actually the agency history that they did have and the relationships I did have, well, COVID happened and these people left, set up on their own, they left recruitment, all number of things happened. So now I'm, I'm kind of more bothered about end result. Yeah. Whereas I think this start of this year, that's started to change back again now. And all of a sudden, it's it's about, People well, hang on a minute. Managers. I want an account manager. I want someone who understands my business. I want, uh, you know, the because these hires are no longer a case of filling a seat or or plugging a gap. These are, there is potentially a recession coming. There, we have all learned a very harsh lesson in that we're, we're one bad month away from shutting down everybody seems to be a bit more cautious about who they're hiring yeah. and what that naturally brings to the forefront from, from clients' perspective is, well, I don't know whether I can trust you yeah. and I want your terms to be this way and I want this to be. So yeah, we found, I found talking to a lot of the guys on um, sort of the business owners on Rectals um, that use our site, um, everyone seems to be saying the same thing, which is, I don't know what's happening out there, but it's been a tough quarter. Yeah. And I don't know what if this is what it carries on like. This is going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would have seen you would have seen that in, in sort of performance, right? On on kind of your customer base. Absolutely. Well, we track it daily. Yeah, we literally track sales daily, collections daily, and we track trends and how it moves and shifts around. And uh, we're, we're almost obsessed by it in a way because you, you know one, be. one day slipping cash collections sometimes yeah. is the start of something <laughs> a bit more yeah. a bit more serious. But um, going back to the point we said before about the the new 
uh, entrants that we've seen into the market and others have seen, um, it is more consultative now recruitment, without mm. doubt. Um, the, the, the people want an account manager, people want to add some value, people really want to understand what, what is coming down the track in terms of your business and then starting to plan for that in, in mm. um, move, moving forward. So becoming more of a specialism recruitment, I think, is, is, is a trend that I think we'll see moving forward. I also think that we're not, we're not a million miles away from, from it becoming regulated. I think people are going to start looking at recruitment as a way of, right, okay, in, in the same way that estate agents have regulators, in, in the same way that, that kind of a lot of sales businesses, I mean, if you look at the motor trade as well, even they have um, FCA we regulations. We have standards, and and, yeah, 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 outside absolutely. of the financial stuff, you still have like the, is it what, BVRA standards? Or yeah, B, yeah, 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 there's, there's the standards that and, you've and got to kind of comply to. out there, doesn't it, the, the recruitment yeah. type, but that's not an official yeah. thing, you don't, yeah, have to sign up to that. you don't have to be able to be part of them to be able to trade. So I think there will be an element of the, some sort of regulation coming in soon yeah and, and, well, sorry you give it long enough i'm sure soon people will be coming after it they don't like small businesses they don't like small business owners and no, there's a lot of them in recruitment this, this is it because i mean you do get a lot of cowboys in and i'm, I'm sure you would have met a, a load of, we've certainly met a load of them mm-hmm. where they're just like yeah, yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it we'll just do this we'll do that so i think that will definitely change yeah well the invoice finance and asset-based lending world is very <laughs> very similar in that respect in that we have uk finance uh, I'd always um, encourage a recruiter to use a member of UK Finance as their mm. finance company. We are. Um, that's not a regulated industry. It's a. It's they, but they have a really strict code of conduct. Um, some of it is regulated by FCA. And as a member, and you go through quite a stringent um, onboarding process. As a member, you you subscribe to the code of conduct. So you know mm. we will do this. So we'll have a treating customers fairly policy. We'll have a vulnerable person's policy we'll have a proper complaints procedure um our documents but, but, but are by and large and transparent. It's commercial finance though right it, which, is, isn't, yeah, it, which isn't regulated at yeah. the end of the day it's not regulated yeah. no but we wanted to subscribe so you could do to whatever a... the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sure uk finance would uh, <laughs> like that but uh i mean you, you signed you, you, the terms we signed says yeah. something about sean's dog right you get to repay <laughs> sean's dog if uh no, no, your dog's yours. You're okay. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Go pick his ashes up. <laughs> My dog recently died. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, he's no, he's he's he ain't gone oh, to pick up the ashes. Oh, you can't say that. It's been long enough. He's, yeah. still, he's just yeah. like, yeah, I, just, I, I haven't been around to get on it. to hear that. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was just after Christmas. No, after Christmas mm. before New Year, it was like, oh god, this is bad. Mm. But um, I tell you where I think the the, the industry that, that for me hasn't really kind of adopted new trends is actually financial services. Yeah. Because, I mean, me and Nitin come from a financial services background. You, you've got a heavy financial services background. And that is like audit for audit's sake. It's paperwork for paper's sake. It's literally just... And I, I get the rationale behind it, but the technology out there definitely exists for a lot of this stuff to be the remote, automated, or, or certainly much smoother than it is now. Yeah, yeah, it is It is there already. I don't think it's adopted as widely as it should be. That, yeah. That's the problem, yeah. 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 A good, good friend of mine's in the... Um, in the software world within financial services, the issue is exactly that adaptation of this technology yeah, and sort of not changing processes quick enough. You know, things like, I mean, I, I have all of my savings with a certain building society based in Coventry and uh, <laughs> I mean, it could be anybody. Right? And, and, and uh, I've got a couple of investment mortgages through them and to renew my investment mortgage, they needed to go through KYC again and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, but you've got statements. I've got my savings with you. Like, yeah. Just take that. You know, take the statement from that. And they're like, no, it's got to be from an external bank or building site. And I was like, just why? It's yeah. just this strange, unnecessary process. 
and and the, it, and then and the, the, to make it even worse, I was like, right, well, look, I don't have printed statements because you know I'm not fifty plus, and you know rely on power paper post. You know, I don't even know what my postman looks like, kind of thing. And I was like, so I can just download my um, my statement from Santander and send that across to you. Yeah. No, it needs to be posted out to you. Sorry. Yeah, you need to call your bank and get them to send you a paper version and then you need to bring that paper version into one of our branches to send up in turn and I was just like but the funny thing this is, is though, just like the, what the yeah. banks promote you to go paperless go paperless <laughs> yeah. that's what I was going to say yeah, yeah. And so I was like, on the appetite so go paperless like, what yeah, is, yeah. This, is this process designed to be like yeah well you know it'll weed out the fraudsters because yeah. they won't do all of that or they're the only ones that will bother doing all this sort of stuff yeah. that would be a red flag for me this guy's willing to jump through hoops for this there's a there's an issue here. Whereas I was like, no, this is odd. But that that's coming. That, all, all of that is coming. A lot of it's already there. You think about all the new challenger banks that are out there and all the tech that's <laughs> out there. Open banking. Uh, we've just moved our credit cards from Lloyd's Bank, which is a paper statement every month, to Plio. Uh, I don't even need Plio, receipts yeah, now. Yeah, I just yeah, snap yeah. the you know snap it and yeah. it just yeah. does it and it goes straight into our QuickBooks accounting. And it's so yeah, it's seamless, done. isn't it? Yeah, 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 but the big banks just don't seem to want to. Yeah. Yeah, so I think all of that's coming. And, you know, we talked about before about, um, you know, COVID and, and where, what the future holds. The future is Gen Z, isn't it? So yeah. these are my, my daughter's 18. You know, th- these are the people who are going to be running yeah, business over the, <laughs> <laughs> over the next few years. And, uh, you know, they don't want to fill in pieces of paper. They're, they're and, again, uh, they, they want to do it on WhatsApp yeah. and uh, all the yeah. rest of it. You know? I, I, I tell my wife about this all along because she's, she's an um, assistant head. Mm. And so, you know... It, involved in the school teaching kids blah 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 and i'm just like you guys you're not preparing these kids for the future and like nobody knows what the future looks like but it damn sure isn't what you're teaching them yeah. you know do you know what i mean it's yeah. like these guys the, 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 this this generation and we've got gen z that work for us you know and like sky and bb fine examples and they they make us sort of look at our processes sometimes and and, and kind of things and think we don't need to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, what was the norm for us? Send the salesperson no- out, yeah. meet face to face. Just, you know, simple things like onboarding. Yeah. yeah. Simple things like onboarding. Like, we, I was fretting. I was like, oh, shit, shit. like, BB's starting with us. And, like, I've not got a PC set up yet. I haven't done this yet. I haven't done that because I've just been really busy. And she started and she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do this bit and I can do that bit. And I'll go and start taking some pictures and start getting some content ready to go. And I was like, I. I know, because we're millennials, and we would have bitched and moaned. I'd have been straight on, on Twitter or Facebook, like, my fucking first day and job, <laughs> arseholes didn't even have anything ready. Like, because we're just a moany bunch of, like, you know what yeah. I mean? If you, if Whereas these guys about, just go with the flow. Think yeah. about the, the little things, like, just during employment. Do you remember the days when, and, and we're all old enough to remember this, but when, like, text messages first started becoming a thing, right? Yeah. And then, not long after that, if you were to send a text to your, to your work to say, it can't come in today because... Yeah, oh, you remember see. that, right? You got to yeah, phone yeah. in by half eight. You have to phone in. A I text never, isn't good enough. A day off. I, no, <laughs> not a single, not a single one of these guys has ever called in sick. Yeah. They always text. Yeah, and that's all right because do you know what? At seven in the morning, I'm trying to get two kids ready for school and get myself sorted and do a school run. I don't need to be that. Uh, <laughs> I'm really unwell. Yeah, like yeah, just fine. Whatever. If you're not coming in, you're not coming in. <laughs> yeah. I have kids to sort out. Yeah, but that's the point, though. So this is kind of an example of how how kind of we we've. we've embraced how technology is, is, is kind of helping the way we work, right? Because something as simple as sending a text to say, oh, I'm not coming in today, 15 years ago wouldn't have been acceptable. No. But Sackable this, offense, that, I think. Yeah, yeah it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. in sales especially. Yeah. But these guys make you question, because they, 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 they're not the... 
And, and this is the big, I think, for, for me, the big difference between kind of the millennial generation that we are and then the Gen Z that are, are now in the workplace is that we never question things as much as these guys do. We question stuff. Yeah. We question certain processes. And we were, you know, innovators in our own right with things like, you know, process automation and that kind of thing. But we didn't really question anywhere near as much as these guys do. Because you ask them to, like, oh, well, yeah, I know if I said to Sky, right, uh, next time you're sick, I need you to phone me. You need to phone me. She'd be like, why? And then I'd go, well, I don't know, because that, that's what my <laughs> boss used to make me do. Like, why? Why is that? Yeah, why do I need to do that? Yeah. You know? The text message back then would have been, would have been, um, and I remember when I was, when I was managing within, within kind of the, the, the retail banking world, if I had a text message, my director explicitly told me that that's not good enough, and therefore, that person hasn't called in sick. Yeah. They're just able. And it's like, but I know they're not able because I have a text message here yeah. that says they're not able. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, um, you, you have to put them down as able. But how, how that that part of the, um, uh, how Gen Z buy stuff in future is really important. So having rec tools, they'll just want to come onto something, buy it, go yeah. away. They don't yeah, want yeah. a long process. They don't want whatever, whether it's uh, buy to let mortgage or no, finance but or whatever right. yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 they yeah. just want to click on, find something, probably on TikTok, yeah. go on, two minutes and it's done. And people won't want to spend yeah. a lot of time. I, I, I'll blame the, Amazon for that. Yeah. No, it's, not just, created, no, it's not just no, no, Amazon, man. He, he, his entire process um, in every single interview or, or seminar that he does is always like, what does the customer want? Yeah. And the customer wants access to this as soon as possible. In the background, we'll do everything else, right? Mm. But yeah. he wants access to everything straight away. And because Amazon did that, the rest of the world had to compete with that. Yeah. And now what you've got is, and take, take things like Just Eat and Deliveroo and all these sort of things, right? Yeah, people I'm, have boomed off the back of yeah, yeah, I, 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 my, that mentality my wife, change. She, I swear, she has shares in like Deliveroo and Amazon and stuff <laughs> like that because like, just a, a bottle of milk, right? Used to be a case of, oh, on your way home, can you grab a bottle of milk? Now, I'm on the way home and I'm meeting the delivery driver. He's like, oh, is this, yeah, this is your milk, mate. This is your milk, like, oh, yeah, great, yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I just paid an extra three quid for it, but whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I could have bought it on the way back. Yeah. But even I'm not at that point where I'm like, I'm at home and Lauren would be like, oh, we need to get some milk. We need to get some bread or whatever. Just fucking deliver it. I can't be honest. I'm not, I'm not, getting, I'm not going out of the house now. Yeah. But that's the whole point in automation, right? And, and it's interesting to see, we're like, I'd like to think that we're quite kind of, you know, tech savvy enough to embrace new tech coming out within our, our world, right? The recruitment space. Um, but there's certain things that's out there or, or that, are, that launch into the market that you just think like, what, what is the, what problem is this solving? Yeah. Just because you're able to do it. You know what I mean? Just because you were able to, to automate that piece of recruitment. You mean like walk to the shop and buy a bottle of milk yeah, 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 and yeah. get a driver. What to... problem has this solved? Yeah. It hasn't solved a problem. All you've done is just use automation, badged it up and fancied it up and be like, there you go. Yeah. Recruitment automation. Well, yeah, that's fine, but that is not Has automation helping space anybody. in the in the invoice financing world? Yeah, so we're we're still a bit traditional in the invoice finance world. But the thing is you don't have to be, right? No, because no, it's no. commercial no lending and yeah. it's not as re heavily regulated. Yeah. So like, like you got things like <laughs> you got like things like Habito on um for, for like buy to let mortgages and stuff where it's all plug in your details and we'll fucking do all the shit in the background, like like very Gen Z focused. Yeah. Do you not think there's room there? In, in kind of that invoice financing world to, Massive, to sweep yeah. up these customers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there is a little bit of old-fashionedness about what we do, um, but a lot of the market has really embraced tech. You know, there's some really tech-savvy, tech-heavy companies out there that, um, that operate these facilities. 
Um, there is still an element of seeing the whites of people's eyes mm-hmm. when you do what we do, um, sort of the cut of people's jib, yeah. uh, if you like, because it's yeah, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. Doing, ultimately you are advancing money to people. So there, there's that that goes on. But embracing tech uh, is massive. Big thing on our agenda uh, moving forward and, and others. Is, uh, is open banking, how you can link in open banking with your accounting software, yeah, how yeah. that then links in with our facilities and our tech um, is uh, is a real big kind of feature of what's happening right now and what we'll see in the future. Um, do you, you say that customers and stuff like that, though, do you reckon that's always going to be the account management relationship side of it where it's... Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a space now where you're scaling and you're growing and things are go, moving in the right direction for you guys, right? So at some point, you're not going to have time to do what you do with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think yes and no is the answer to that. I think you'll see some facilities, again, don't really want to give too much away, but mm-hmm. you'll see some facilities that where it will be more of an automated, selective type way of doing it mm-hmm. versus a whole turnover, full kind of facility yeah, and people yeah. be able to pick and choose and dip in and out in the future rather than it be an old traditional where everything's got to go through the facility and um, you're tied in with everything so I think you'll see more in- innovative moves like that in the market and our market's always been innovative in looking at different products and different ways of doing things and I think you'll see it more like literally onto the website buy what you need use it yeah, for how so you want to use it packages of like, here's the difference because you, 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 you mentioned there about the you know seeing the whites of the eyes right yeah. and where that that's a very kind of like old school sales approach isn't it right it, it, and, and that's kind of like the thing that we used to do as well right where you yeah, know i need to meet the candidate i need to meet the person i need to meet the client because then i can see and see what they're about and that kind of thing but still, in the I world that we're a difference though yeah but uh, let, let me challenge that for a minute then because yeah. we're moving into a world now where because of um the ability to hide behind technology it opens the doors for a lot of introverted people and a lot of people who aren't good face-to-face, who aren't yeah. going to look you in the whites of their eyes for whatever reason and aren't going to impress you face-to-face. Um, they're coming out with some really cool, interesting things and they get to hide behind either the brand image or the tech or you know the, the piece of equipment that they've built themselves. And you never have to meet them. You never have to know them, but you know that the product and the service is going to work and the, the route to market is there and all the, all the other credentials line up, right? Um, Case in point being, like, you know, if you'd have met, like, an Elon Musk back in the day, there's no way a major high street bank or a, even a, 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 a New York investment bank would have given this guy tons of money to go and go on, yeah, 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 you're worth taking a gamble on. Well, they didn't, did they? Same with Bezos. They exactly. didn't either. This yeah, is the yeah. point, right? Whereas yeah. in this day and age, I, I think there's, there is an argument that that approach of looking at somebody in the whites of their eyes isn't always going to give us the the answer that we we want because what the, the days of our dads going on a you know Friday afternoon putting a suit on and well where are you going dad I'm going to go meet the bank manager yeah because I'm going to go ask for a loan you know they would dress up appropriately and take the little briefcase that only ever went to the bank you yeah. know and that's that's a foreign concept for people like BB and stuff right yeah. now but we remember these things um, that's gone now mm. you do you know what I mean like case in point of like recruiters used to wear suits we used to wear suits. Oh, there was no way I'd have my hair long working in sales. And then that's amended and changed because actually... Growing that, beards, you wouldn't have you wouldn't No, have do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's all part of kind of this technological revolution that we're going through, which is like there are people out there who can build and do some great things who if you met, you would laugh at and walk away thinking, 
what the, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, but actually what you've done is you've just missed out on the gold one. You've missed on, missed, potentially missed the next Bezos or the next Musk because it didn't wow you in the way that we're used to being wowed yeah. by, by charlatans, basically, because there's just as many people that we would take a gamble on because the, the cut of their jib was good and the suit fit nice and they are what? He said some really cool, interesting things. Yeah. I like the look of this guy and you chuck a ton of money at them and they turn out to be just a con man. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. And I think... Um, um, I think certainly we've changed. So in the old days, you, you, you have bank, you have lender, clients. Mm -hmm. The lender was the lender, the bank was the bank, the client was the client, and there was a clear separation between you must do this and you must do that as our clients. Um, certainly uh, in the recruitment space now, uh, ourselves and other competitors of ours, it's it's more of a partnership. Mm. It's more collaborative now. There isn't that lender and client mentality. Yeah. It's very much a partnership, and a lot of people have done that really well. But meeting the person, as much as we want a new client to be right for us, we need to be right for the for the clients as well. So not mm -hmm, everybody mm -hmm. fits everybody. No, true. Albeit we have to be open to everybody, right? Because everybody needs an opportunity. So um, meeting somebody and getting to know somebody is one strand of the things the that you look at. When you, yeah, yeah. When, okay, when, uh, yeah, I'll take that. And I think that's, that's when a client is potential client is weighing us up and when we're weighing a potential yeah. client up as well I think that's you, important you mentioned it early in the recruitment world right everyone's had a, a, a poor Q1 or, or they're having a worse Q1 than they, they expected to have because they want that account management piece they want that that kind of relationship building mm. piece mm. and I think if you're taking away the human element if, if you're relying heavily on automation and again it brings me back to my point of people using automation to try and get rid of recruitment agencies right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to, people don't want to do it. People people don't want to take away that human element. Because no, there'll always be certain industries that require a people, hum, human and, and, and a people and at, interaction, yeah. Bear in mind as well, there's a lot of people who who were single, um, parents, family, whatever, were quite far removed. So I, I know of, of at least a few people who lived in a flat in in like London or the centre of Birmingham or whatever by themselves. Mm -hmm. And they spent the, the lockdown period by themselves. And they're the ones who are like, no, no, I want to be back at the office. Yeah. I want to be having human interaction. I want to be talking to people. Um, the older generation, people in care homes and all that sort of stuff, those guys were craving human interaction. And and I think we have mm -hmm. to be we have to be conscious of the fact that yeah, okay, automating for automating sake is, is is one problem. But if what we're trying to do is is continuously just automate to remove yeah, reduce and remove human interaction. Take, for yeah. example, the, the bank manager thing is, is a really, really good example, actually, because in today's world, if you were to apply for a mortgage, you're, you're not going to have the same experience <laughs> that you would have 30 years ago, right? Yeah, good, good luck. 30, 30 <laughs> years ago, you'd go to your bank manager, sort of cap in hand, briefcase, suited up, and all that sort of stuff, and be like, oh, Paul, look, I, I need to get a mortgage. This is what I've been earning. This is what I'm doing. And the bank manager would then make an assessment of, mm -hmm. you seem like a credible person. Yeah, fine. We're prepared to lend you money. Now, if your credit score isn't 999... If your earnings aren't above 70K, if you haven't got at least 20, 30% in the bank, you, you don't even bother applying. Yeah. yeah. There's before, no point. Before, before that even, like, do you know how many, uh, and this is before COVID, do you know how many retail banks moved away their, their mortgaging kind of uh, advice and facilities from the branch network to... You got to make a phone call. You got to have a phone call. I mean, I was on the phone. Literally, I'd be on the phone for it was four or five times with Coventry Building Society for half Other an hour to forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's where my investment mortgages were. And I went into the branch, and they went, no, "You got to call up." Okay, okay. Can you 
arrange me an appointment because you know there's days where I can't do and I, I can't just sit on the fo- on hold for 25 minutes well you're going to have to because there's no way of making an appointment cool go through go through the process oh your particular mortgage needs to sit with this department uh, they only work these hours so you've got to you've got to call them during these hours and I'm like Who's the customer here, yeah. and who's the fucking supplier? Like, what? what, what this dynamic is wrong. Like, yeah. you know, I shouldn't be after running running around chasing you guys just to fix my mortgage. Like, that customer is always right. Element has disappeared as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, I think when the banks get it right, they get it right, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and it's yeah, really yeah, slick yeah. and it's really good. And I, I've had a good experience. Shout out to Halifax Bank. Yeah, Halifax uh, great. Look, Contribute yeah, is great. Their really rates good are good. You know, the, 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 the service, the service yeah. in the banks are good. I was, I'm not like singling them out, but yeah. from experience, you know it. You can't go into. Uh, we used to manage nationwide building societies um, and, and branches for them. You can't go in and speak to a mortgage advisor anymore. Yeah, you yeah. just can't. But this is this is my point about that human element, right? Is that the minute you start taking away the human element from from any interaction, right? Automation is there for efficiency, but I think the human part of it, the the, the seeing the white, the eyes, the cut, the jib, all that sort of stuff, that has to be there because even as recruiters, right? The benefit to us going into a client's office. Is, is to kind of assess who would fit into that environment. Mm. Who do we know that would fit into that environment? Yeah. I, if I, if I, I'm, we've had candidates reject um, reject jobs off the back of, I can't get signal there. So um, unless unless they unless Vodafone decide to put a mast up in that space, I can't work there or I can't go there because I have to reverse park. And those are the small little details that a, a client won't give you because it's just it's, it's in the back of their head yeah nobody nobody thinks Gen Z will be more selective now like that there'll be, there'll be oh, things no. that are, it might not be mobile phone signal but you know what Wi-Fi are the working trend? hours where yeah. do I have to work have they got a pool table have they got a, you know yeah. whatever it is it's some of these things how the world of work is changing isn't it well people, it's already changed right yeah. you, you got a lot of like, in, certainly in the um, in the in the tech world I've got a lot of kind of internal recruiters and, and, and tech people on my LinkedIn and they're all the, a week doesn't go by without at least one of them putting out around I don't give a fuck about your beanbags I don't care that you buy me free fruit I don't care that I have access to your on-site gym these aren't benefits these are not perks and it's like but they used to be no no and this is the thing isn't it because we, 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 we've gone through and watched that being like you ungrateful little bastards. Like, yeah. I would have loved to add free fruit in my yeah. <laughs> back when I was in the we, office. We do fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, we do. Yeah. Because in our minds, these, these are perks. So we go out there and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, we've got a really cool, funky working environment and we go do this and we do that. And because we think that that's really impressive because it would have been for us. But then there's this generation of people that are just like, yeah, it's not that know? impressive, guys. I don't, I don't care about that. I care about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And we, uh, I think as business owners and stuff, it's, we've got to be open to kind of A, accepting that and B, learning what are those things. And that might be remote working. That might not be. That might be, I just want to be able to go and walk my dog at lunchtime. Uh, yeah, see, I, I have this I have this concept called, called, what, I call, what I call social truths, right? Which is basically that there are a, a pool of people out there who on social media will say the popular things. They'll say things like, yeah, well, we, we offer everybody um, unlimited annual leave or um, I had one guy the other day who was who, who, on LinkedIn who was like if you're uh, if you're looking to recruit you have to pay over the, the market rate and that's where you're going to get the great candidates if you pay market rate you're going to get okay candidates but you'll have to upskill them and if you pay below the market rate you're going to get terrible candidates and I was like you're only, what you're trying to do is you're trying to appeal to, to a, a 
group of people just to get likes and get get the the media attention. Yeah. So the people, are like, oh yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, you want the social clout. Side. Yeah, but the reality side. is that 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 yeah, you're using that concept the, of social truth of, uh, oh, you know, in my business we do this, and in my business we do that. Well, I can tell you now, if shit hit the fan and numbers got tight. All of those things that you call perks would be dropping off yeah. but the straight away. Of it is there wouldn't be unlimited holiday. There wouldn't yeah. be work from anywhere you want, whenever you want. Choose your working hours. All that shit's going down the drain if 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 you know the performance and the figures aren't there. Yeah. Now we've got to be practical, right? Because because right right now we're, we're, we're in my opinion we're heading dangerously towards towards an area where as as a uh, in, in the professional world definitely we're conceding too much, I think, when it comes to standards, when it comes to requirements. Because, yeah, okay, we've got to attract good talent, but you, oh, were born, you were born with the experience that you have now in terms of what you know about, about commercial finance, Yeah, right? We weren't born with the experience of recruitment. We were taught it. We're, we're heading towards an area where I think, dangerously, we're allowing people to have a bad attitude towards work and a poor work ethic because we're promoting things like, yeah, get your own side hustle and do this, this, and this. You're... You can e- even think that I, I see it on, on my social all the time, which is like um, get a, 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 a side hustle where you, you are transcribing um, like uh, a meeting or whatever, go onto AI, type up the tra- and, and that spits it all out for you. And all you got to do is just tidy it up and send it back. And then you can make this much money by doing It's like, come on. Yeah. What- what you're, what you're trying to do is use other people's technologies for you to just make a bit of extra cash on the side. Yeah. Back in our day, it was like buying a, a, a concert ticket and then flogging it for an extra 200 quid. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, all yeah. that's all you're basically doing. Yeah. 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 But I still think some of the um, the old concepts of investing in people, upskilling people, mm-hmm. you know, we have a really strong uh, graduate um, training uh, scheme within our business and some excellent graduates. And, yeah. you know, you find good people come at uni. Actually, yeah. people who want to learn, not necessarily the brightest and the best, but people who really want to yeah. have a career and learn. There's still some of those values that are, that are dear to yeah, us. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that, that stuff's different to, like, you know, when you've got, if all your staff are sitting there being like, no, but Paul, you know, we want to be able to bring our dogs into the office. And you go like, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's fucking do that. Who is that benefiting? Yeah. There's, there's no, like, uh, staff perks and benefits and stuff should be a 50-50 kind of like, there should be give and take, right? If I'm giving you this as an employee, what I expect in return is an increase in pro- productivity or a reduction in kind of like issues and, and, and cock-ups, right? And for the most part. But there's, I, I agree with Sean what you're saying is we're, we're now starting to teeter into this world of we're giving so much because we've bought into this concept of a labor shortage, there's a labor shortage. So because there's less people to do the work, we now need to comply more to the people who want. I want reduced working hours. I want to be able to have a nap at lunchtime. I want you know, to bring my dog in for cuddles for my mental health. And we're, when we're like, okay, okay, but please just come and work for me. And it's that concept there of like, this is getting ridiculous now. Because what ends up happening is what's happening in the American Silicon Valley market right now, where... You get what you get. All these cool, funky perks, and then when the when the money stops coming in, and a businessman comes in and has to make business decisions, yeah, Elon Musk at Twitter, you fire a bulk of the staff. You know, it's that infamous that um, oh, follow me on that TikTok, right? Follow me on my on my day in Twitter in the office Twitter offices. Yeah, shit that Babish did about an hour's <laughs> worth of work, right? And she got and she yeah. She, yeah, like, yeah. she was sacked straight away. Yeah, yeah. But that was but that was like that was the eye opener. That was the eye opener for for Musk to be like, hang on a minute, we've got people who are working from home that we expect to come into the office once a month, 
And the fuckers come in and they have, oh, I've got my matcha latte and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat my breakfast and I'm going to log on to do some work now. And then she's like, and then I fancied, then I went into the meditation room and then I did this room and then I went to that room. And this guy's gone, meditation? What, what the fuck have we got in these offices? Get rid of half these people. They ain't doing nothing. Yeah, These guys aren't doing nothing. And and, and they, they, I think what it tends to happen there it tends to follow suit, right? And, and we're now getting to that point where either we're going to give way too much to... Um, to these kind of needy employees in the in the hope that they stick it out or come and work for us because there's a labour shortage, apparently. Um, or we're going to go, no, this is enough, enough. Like, and, and then, you yeah, know, do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. Businesses are starting to do that already because you've got a working from home policy, haven't you? Yeah, we, uh, well, yeah, we have a, yeah, we do. Yeah, working from home, but we, we split it it's, it's, sort of 50-50, really. It's hybrid, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and a lot of businesses that I'm speaking to at the minute, big, big corporations, right? They're like, no, 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 it's it's three days in the office, two days from home. Yeah. And we're probably going to transition to four days in the office, yeah. one day from home. And we're talking footsie list of businesses that are doing that. Um, I've got one client in particular who she was like, look, yes, as a business, we offer hybrid working and they don't have to come in the office more than two days uh, a week. However, my team is a very operationally focused team and what I want is for them to have FaceTime with the operational staff. Yeah. And yes, they're an accountant, but they're a business partner, so they need to go to site and they need to see those kind of, uh, the, the operational stakeholders. They need to be in front of them three, four days a week. And if they're not, they're not going to be able to do their job well. There's yeah. a massive increase in people complaining about customer service now from customer service people that work from home. Because they work from home, they feel more like they can get away with more Cancelling calls, not yeah. uh, you know, hide a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing because you, you can, right? Yeah, we we just done a staff survey. Yeah, so if staff surveys are interesting. I've I've always encouraged staff interesting. surveys yeah, over yeah, the years. On. What was that? So we had no we had no crazy ones on it this year. You know, sort of strange <laughs> yeah. requests and things. Yeah. Well, over the years, cuddle you know, pods. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I quite like the meditation room. I, I, might, I might put one there in place uh, myself. But um, yeah, yeah so we had. Um, can we have a new kettle? Was was one of the ones. Um, Kettle's not big enough. Fucking hell, Paul. You don't give so. a shit about the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Kettle's not big enough. It's what's yeah. important to people. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, but but so you don't know cool. that, right? Because it's yeah, not yeah. one of those things that... You, no one's going to be like, well, that's Paul, the MD of the business. I really want to ask him for a bigger kettle, but like, how do I bring that up in conversation? How you doing, John? You're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, mate. Can I have a new kettle? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, but unless you did that, you wouldn't know. Like, yeah. you'd go around with like, so what was the crazy kettle facilities are great. <laughs> The, the craziest thing that, well, the craziest thing that's ever come out of one, and this is in a previous life, was can we have different colour chairs in the office? Don't like the colour of the chairs. It's that's um, the problem with chairs, isn't they? Yeah. We, so see those chairs that we've got over there? Ours are we, squeaky, though. Tristan, <laughs> do a little wiggle. That'll Ooh, pick up squeaky that. chairs. It's a squeaky yeah, yeah. chairs. He bless him, he goes, can I get a different chair? Because when we're in the podcast, I have to sit incredibly still because I don't want to be moving around and the sound be picked up on the um, yeah. on the mics. And I was just it like, only squeaks because these little rocking back and forth <laughs> on the chairs. So it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, different kind of chairs. I mean, to be fair though, that that sort of stuff is really encouraging because we can we can often look at things like social media and what the market's doing and, and, and try and assume what people want and that could be free fruit that could be unlimited holidays or whatever but actually Bean just asking bats. them yeah. what is it that you guys want yeah, it's yeah. anonymous as well so it's good and yeah. you know, it's, it's it's important like so. a suggestion box or something just yeah 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 I mean I quite like that yeah. it, yeah. it gives you anything, gives you anything like of. kind of just absolutely not there's got to be something that you've looked at and thought, are you taking Can a piss out of it? Well, everybody says pay, don't they? You know, that's, that's all, it yeah, comes up yeah. on everyone. You know, nobody, we, look, we say, we say this to these guys, if I could well. pay you more, I yeah. would pay you more. Yeah. But we wouldn't be open very long. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, 
that's that's the truth of it. Yeah. We're not choosing to pay you less because ha ha we get to take home more money. No, it's if I could pay you more, I would pay you more. Yeah. Because we had a we're all in the same. Yeah, we're a lot of our consultants. We had, um, we had they made that much commission. They made more money. He was than making more money. Really. Yeah, for about four four months, he was making more money than we were taking home. That hurt. That should be the way, shouldn't it? If you know, it should be. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, when you're writing that check, it fucking yeah, hurts. So like, are you yeah, taking yeah. the piss? Yeah, yeah, but we were we were happy to write that check because at the end of the day, for for us, I wasn't. <laughs> no, but for, for us, it's it's always been about kind of scaling, growing, and and kind of. I mean, look, to be honest, Mark Sharm Group, Rec Talk, Rec Tools, everything. That's our retirement plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if that's making money, then great. Like, I'd happily write somebody hundred grand commission check, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Because if the if the scheme's right, everybody wins, don't they? So mm. yeah. 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 So is that is that kind of is that within the invoice finance world? Is that is that encouraging? Is it commissions, bonuses, all that sort of stuff? New business, yes. Yeah. Normally, yeah, you set up with a hurdle. Uh, you got to get past the hurdle first, and then um, it sort of kicks on from there. So it like can be. Hurdle. We call it a threshold, don't we? But it's, yeah, hurdle, yeah, it's yeah. extremely competitive. So commission rates tend to be good for the right performers and good performers. Mm-hmm. And there's some tip, you know top end performers out there in our sector who've been doing it a long time. So, um, but yeah, um, you know. Good, good commission schemes exist. Well, you get yourself a, a, a bigger kettle, you'll be able to scoop, scoop some of these guys up, mate. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's the issue, isn't it? People are like, yeah, which one's Get a picture of you on LinkedIn with a massive fucking kettle lot. So there's the message Don't today. It. Make sure you've got yeah. a big enough kettle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you never know. You might just lose <laughs> the best person. You want, you want one of those, do you know the, uh, the old water pod thing? You've got yeah. the, the big water, the gallon water. Yeah. Thing. That's yeah, yeah. a kettle that size. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about attracting um, sort of clients who are... So, so yeah, I, I guess... The big fear for a lot of recruitment agencies would be moving from from one provider to another, right? Yes. And our, our journey was slightly different because we went from factoring to discounting, yeah. which is is kind of a completely different kettle of fish. So there are always some teething pains in that, but do you find that that it's it's an easy sell in in, in the nicest possible ways. I mean, obviously you've got challenges, but is it an easy enough sell, or is it something that you have to really kind of work on for for months and months and months? Yeah. Um I think, um, first, it's really competitive. Um, you know, so I work on the basis all of our clients are getting tapped up all the time by all of our competitors. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I can't work any other different, uh, any other way. Um, but no, the process is smooth because UK Finance have put a process in place where people can move from one funder to another. And the idea behind that is that the client sits uh, their interest uh, uh, looks after it as a paramount part of that uh, mm-hmm. transfer process. So it's easy to move. Um trying to demonstrate that to an agency to say, look, this is the process that we go through. There is that nervousness. And I think there has been a little bit of, well, better the devil than the devil you don't know sometimes in terms of, is it worth moving? Um, you do hear some horror stories though, isn't there? There's a, there's a particular invoice um, <laughs> finance. <laughs> I think you might have touched on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there is a particular invoice finance in, invoice factoring type business out there that specializes in recruitment who just um, hold all margins for for, agent, uh, for their agency if things go into bad debt. Yeah, and I think that's just poor form. That just that just shouldn't happen. Um, but I think um, I, I think the one thing I would say to recruiters, and I, and I, I encourage this all the time when I'm at various recruitment, and I'm at the expo in a few weeks, and I'll be saying the same. Is that's that London one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, down in London. Yeah, but I'll be I'll be saying you know I say to people, you know, if you if you're getting married and you want a tailored suit. What you don't do, you don't go into Tesco and hope that there's one in there that fits you perfectly. Um, <laughs> you don't go to a generalist; you go to yeah. a specialist, yeah. and that's what I would say to a recruiter. If you've, in, if you're in a facility that's not working for any reason, what is it that's not working? And then, when you understand what's not working, then go and find a specialist who can help you make it work. Hmm. I mean, we 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 kind of, I say we're fortunate because we come from a financial services background, so we we get it in in, in a lot of respects. 
but we do speak to a lot of other recruiters who just don't. So for those for those guys out there who have had an incubator or have had a, a or kind of facility, still in an incubator, there's, yeah. there's people I can what? think of uh, that. You know, they've, they've done their five years and they have the right We've to, the to leave now the and they won't and they just won't and they'll stay as they are because it's better the devil you know so how would you talk talk kind of those guys through that process and what what would that look like so i'm, I'm with a, a an ssg a 3r simplicity so whoever like other places are available right but yeah what what's that journey look like for for me as a recruiter yeah i think so firstly those companies um have got good products and they and they work for for lots and lots of recruiters so i think with, with anybody that wants to move from anybody i think first and foremost you, you need to identify that it's not the right thing for you now it might have been mm. once it maybe isn't now and mm. the, you know where you say you move from factoring to id mm-hmm. factoring was right once it's 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 now it's not served its purpose, yeah, mm-hmm. time, yeah. yeah yeah so firstly if you have identified it the first thing i would do is go and talk to them and tell them what you want to do i think that's really important mm-hmm. um, uh, there is one that won't pay you any margin, so uh, be careful. But um, but I'd, I'd certainly go and talk. And I, I would always say open and transparency is the best way. And I think if you are looking to exit a relationship like that, doing it in the right way, where everybody understands what's going on, That's key. and, and yeah. a clean exit is, is, for me, the one that I would always encourage people to try and do. So um, suppose then we've gone through this journey now we've met each other and and kind of we're, you're happy i'm happy and, and we're, we're at that point we're like okay let's transition mm. so what does that transition look like then yeah so we pick a date in time so we might say okay two weeks on friday that's the date of the transfer everybody agrees a date and then we work backwards from there really getting the account set up making sure the outgoing financier has got everything that they need and they provided everything that needs to be provided that the agency is happy and then we work towards the completion date but we pick a date in time and work backwards effectively and within the industry then is everybody relatively compliant with that then yes yeah 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 so there's there's is there is there kind of any bad blood between you and another another provider yeah. or is there one that you keep hitting up and taking all their customers <laughs> yeah there's a couple <laughs> well there's certainly a number that um we've taken clients off where they've never taken clients off us yeah so it's never gone yeah, no, never never gone going. the other way um but yeah i mean it looks competitive market you know it really is so the, the, yeah. so in terms of the kind of bad blood you're there, there's nothing out there where a, a provider could withhold margin or stop a an agency trading or do, doing something um just to kind of make that process a little bit more difficult or what does that happen yeah well if they're a uk finance member that just won't happen that's just not allowed you just you'll be in yeah, all you sorts can't, you of trouble. can't intentionally cock it up yeah. yeah so if you know you i'd be really encouraging people to use a uk finance member if you're not then you are sort of in the lap of the gods a little bit where there's yeah. there is no rules in place in terms of what what you can yeah, and then can't you're really do the wildest, aren't you in terms of kind mm-hmm. of yeah yeah so I, I but even so that type of thing should not be happening it just in the commercial world you know um mm. Because I think there's a lot of nerves. I mean, we, I remember when we went to the expo once. Um, I think it was one of the first times we went to the expo when it was it Kip that we, we ended up speaking to about. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was tied in with me. Simon, didn't we? Yeah, he was. Um, he was really nervous was like, about it because like, he's like, yeah, I might as well just stay with them because you know I can't like I, if I move they're going to withhold this and if I um, I'm going to have to like fold and then reset up again and do it somewhere else and and a lot of people are nervous of that kind of that kind of journey and what what their existing provider is going to do so. I suppose this is an opportunity then for you to kind of just ease their nerves about it. Yeah, so it can be daunting that. It really can be daunting. Um, uh, another piece of this is is use a professional broker. 
you know, a professional broker mm. will have internal relationships with all of the lenders. They may be able to have those conversations on your behalf, may be able to make it a bit easier. Um, they may be, you know, a favour owed one way or another that will allow you to get out of a contract that's not working for you. So mm-hmm. you have got the option of using an accountant or a broker that might be able to, be able to help you with that process. But it can be daunting. But for me, first and foremost, it's, it's transparency and openness. And I think if you've got a proper grievance with a facility, I'd like to think, you know, as a, I'm a baby of this industry and this is, this, is, this is my industry, I'd like to think if something's really not working then a, a provider would, okay, let's work out how yeah. we can sort be it out and allow you to and move on. You and move, yeah. Be, be grown, on, grown up about it. And, um, you know, where people don't do that, they're, they're the ones that generally tend to tend to lose out, really. Um, mm. So all in all, I mean, our, our, our journey as, as was, was really seamless. I mean, look, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to kind of promote Simon Jay on this as well because uh, we reached out to Simon. Simon kind of reached out to a bunch of different, um, uh, a bunch of different lenders. And... Um, he looked at it because he knows the market so well for him he was straight away just understanding of what we needed and he was like look I can go to X, Y and Z but actually let me just introduce you to Paul first Paul's the guy that you need to speak to you've got direct access to him you've got direct, it, it's a, a much closer working relationship because yeah. we were speaking to the likes of Lloyd's and I think yeah. it was Bibby or was it Close going in Tesco weren't you to a generalist uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Close came in yeah it was close wasn't it because they bought the auditor in didn't oh, they God, and yeah, this auditor yeah. came in and she was sat down with Lauren she sat down with me and it was like oh, have you got this have you got that have you got this and the whole thing was just like yeah okay I mean that, that's all one and good but we were having to explain recruitment to her yeah and yeah they constantly also- coming back to the same points again and again yeah. so, as we said this is how temp recruitment works blah 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 that's why these look like this that's why the GP is this the bit in the difference is the bit that goes to the candidate and, and so on they, and so forth. And they they all say, like, oh, we know, we know recruitment. We will, that, that's a really a, a market we want to access quite a bit more. We're a specialist in recruitment. Yeah, they, they, they all say yeah. they want to get into that recruitment market as well because they know how like, lucrative it is. Yeah. So I'd pick up Simon Jay as well. Simon's excellent. He's one of the most prominent um, brokers out in the UK. He works Mr. with all, all the lenders. Finance, he? he is, yeah. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he's been around a long time and... Um, you know, he's done he's done a lot for a lot of recruitment businesses in the UK. Yeah. Um, he really yeah. has. I mean, our, our recruitment journey in terms of our, our, our setting up started with with Simon J as well. You know, like we, we kind of spoke to him um, as, just as a way of kind of comparing the, the, the market that was out there at the time. Mm. Um, and we were we were dealing with uh, we were looking at either three R uh, where it was like an incubator, um, and three R really really good to us. Um, we had a look at an investor. And then we were looking at someone like a Hitachi as well, which is where Simon was at the time, where we were like, okay, do we just go it alone? Yeah. And truthfully, we, I think we made the right call because we just, at that time, we didn't have the yeah, capacity well, or the yeah, knowledge Yeah, it worked to, for us. It worked Going through that incubator route worked for us and then moving away from that incubator route to eventually where we are with you guys yeah. um, has worked out for us. But then we've grown as a business throughout that journey, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there so you So the incubator stuff, you, you guys offer that as well, right? Yeah, we do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we always try and just make sure that our client's on the right product. Um, you know, we've gone through journeys with clients from incubator right through to straightforward ID, where mm-hmm. there's no service really. It's just a cash facility, so yeah. it's important to make sure everybody's on the right facility. So we, you know, it's all about a journey really, and you know, we can go from from one end to the other. Well, so what's go. next for Zodek then? Next for Zodek, yeah. So we're optimistic. We um, we our market's really busy. Uh, we want to keep growing. Um, We've got a, a target of, um, of of doubling our business over the next couple of years. We're not changing our MO in any way. 
Uh, we see recruitment. We want to keep re supporting recruitment. Uh, we love the industry. We've got recruitment experts internally. Mm -hmm. um, so really, it just keeps supporting the industry as much as we can. We've not got any massive um, whiz-bang plans that are taking us off on any tangents. It's really just continue to build our brand, support the industry, keep our reputation really tight, um, and then just keep growing it from there and see where the journey takes us. What about you, Paul? Staying in the uh, in in with Zodek for for the long haul, or are you retiring, going to Cape Verde in the beach or somewhere? <laughs> No, I think I'd drive my, my, my wife mad if uh, if I was at home too long. So, no, 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 I'm not thinking of going anywhere. So, unless somebody tells me one day that uh, they don't want me to do the job anymore, I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty of other jobs out there. But, uh, no, 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 it's very much MD of Zodek. Um, um, I'm a big believer of, of making sure that we're a great place to work. So, as we've grown and get I've been able... Get a big old kettle. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah, get a new kettle. But, I, you know, as we've grown, I've been able to look more at the business rather than build a business and just yeah. be right in the middle of it. So being a great place to work is really, really important for me. So, um, you know, and if that means we forgo a bit of profit along the way to make sure that's the case, then, then that's very Short much, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a big, big thing for us that, um, yeah. so that's, that's very much my, uh, my targets for, for moving forward, but no, no, no plans to go anywhere. Excellent. Good, good, good. Well, look, we want to thank you for uh, taking the time out to come and um, talk to us today. Been great. It's yeah, been a blast. Thank yeah, you. Good. Glad no, you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on. been good. We're going to be probably having a look at a uh, another uh, like panel based episode. Nitin's trying to patent a uh, phrase called Megasode, but I just think it's going to work. Okay. Um, Sounds like good. It. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what would be really good though is to kind of get you, um, maybe even Simon, and then yeah. having like a, a couple of investors on board or something like that as well. So you guys can really kind of just. Um, go at each other yeah. with, with yeah, kind two of sides of the same life. coin kind of be like, like you know the, like, you, your target customer is a recruitment agency yeah uh, why would they go over one over the other and that kind of thing just to kind of open up a bit of a debate so yeah no, be good be to delighted. Get yeah, yeah be delighted good. To be part right, well thanks for your time Paul yeah thank yeah, you guys appreciate cheers it. for uh, thank you. all of our kind of listeners out there if you're looking for recruitment invoice financing from uh, everything from <laughs> yeah everything from an incubator service all the way through to just the, yeah, the, 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 the yeah, invoice discount and cash facility that kind of thing uh, reach out to Paul Cooney thank you thank cheers, you Paul. cheers, cheers. Thanks, mate. That was an hour and an hour and seven minutes. Wow, that's flown by. It does. That's absolutely flown by. It gets up.